I'm Damien Carolla. Yeah, starting's hard and there might be some ways, well, not there might be, there are some ways that we've um, that we've used in the past that might be worth opening up around that. But even that statement, starting is hard, is probably the place to start, you know. Yeah. Just acknowledging that, yeah, just an acknowledgement that, that it actually is start, it is hard to start this process, the acknowledgement that, um this kind of presence work is actually can be really tricky and really difficult so it might be worth talking a little bit around that and just maybe some of the ways that we find that we can, might be able to navigate that journey yeah tell me tell me one way i'd love to yeah it's, it. yeah it's it's you know i'll give you an example so well, it's almost a universal way so uh, it's kind of the way that we're dealing at the moment. So let's let's call this uh, current pandemic environment. So within this current pandemic environment, um, you said a word, it's actually hard. And that sort of honest, truthful acknowledgement that dealing in this current sort of volatile environment is actually really difficult. It's really quite tricky. It's full of roller coasters. It's full of lots of emotive experiences. It's it's never it's not it's actually far from linear. And I think this is the first time in the world that we're we're on a roller coaster. You know what? That's fucking hard. It's actually mm-hmm. hard to be on a roller coaster. That's a little bit different to me saying I should be coping better in this environment. Yeah. I should yeah. be dealing better with this. Uh, why am I feeling this way? Why has that person done this? And I you know I experienced those emotions. Um, quite often this week and, and I started rather than saying it's hard I started resisting the truth of what it felt does that make sense mm, mm. yeah yeah, so, cool. yeah for example, I'm trying to be the hero yeah the archetypal hero and saying man I've got to get more market share I've, I've got to build more revenue I've got to deal better within this environment you know what I'm doing I'm actually not acknowledging the fact that fuck this is actually really quite hard but the human the empathic the compassionate side of me is saying Jim, I'm actually really struggling right now, but that's actually okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, that sort of, yeah, and so once I start to acknowledge that, I start to connect to that, not through the head, through the, the feeling um, part, you know what I'm starting to do? I'm slowly dropping that hero facade. Yeah. Yeah, I hear. Does that sort of does that kind of, does that make sense as a as a starting point? I agree. I think what I think what I hear what I hear you say is that um, actually looking at why it's so difficult to start is probably the start of the journey. Understanding yeah. Yeah. why it's so difficult to begin, uh, or why sometimes we sometimes we begin and we start multiple times, but we never actually get off. Um, get beyond the first hundred meters, you know, like, um, in the marathon. Um, so actually leaning into that and trying to just really look at it and observe Mm -hmm. it and understand and why we're finding it difficult to take that first step is probably the first job to be done. Don't you? Yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. You've just reminded me because the enemy of that is, is to romanticize it. Mm. Mm. It's, it's purpose. You know, I should be more purposeful. Why can't I be like that other purpose dude? Why can't I live a more purposeful life? That's a very romantic notion, but that's that's far from the the guts of the fact that to do purpose is, can actually be incredibly frightening 
um, as well as beautiful at the same time. And it can be incredibly challenging, but I've got to start com- with complete authenticity and honesty. That's where I am right now. So yeah. where I am is where I start. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, so how do you do that? How do you, um, you say where I am is where I start. So how do you know where you are? Yeah. So you're yeah. in the process of starting. So, you know, the, the, you, you reminded me the other day as a good friend like you when I was uh, when I was transferring through a journey of letting go of a program that I was absolutely in love with and it got pulled um, mm. from me at a moment's notice. And I had two options uh, when I'm facing uh, an incredibly difficult experience, right, mm. like this current volatile environment. My first option is to complain, yeah. to resist and to avoid it right, and to say it's not fair, it shouldn't be happening, why is this happening, so I'm actually resisting, right, and that doesn't help me. My, my, my better option, which is what you reminded me the other day, is for me to lean into it and to ex- accept that as an experience. It doesn't mean I have to like it. It doesn't mean I have to even feel good about it, but I'm actually starting to connect into what it feels like. So I'm connecting into the, the rage, the anger, the upsetness um, without having to run down rabbit holes um, that's mindful presence, but for most people, when they hear the word mindful presence, they think of the romantic notion of mindfulness. The real mindfulness is, you know what, Jim, I'm feeling like complete shit and I'm not going to run anywhere and I'm going to sit in this for a while because I know I can't uh, knock this over with three glasses of wine. <laughs> you know, I can't run away from this. I can't look at the latest podcast that's going to give me the, the most beautiful version. I've actually just got to sit in my humanity around what I'm experiencing. So. Where we start is, what does it feel like for me? feels like shit. Does it mean I'm shit? No, it doesn't mean. It's just actually right now. It'll pass, but it's going to pass as it's meant to. I can't transact that experience. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So yeah, that's that, of course. The, the beautiful rawness of, of presence, which is real presence, is kind of like today I feel sideways. That's actually okay. So how am I going to start to open up to that? How do I start to, to slowly build that, um, that muscle to be okay with that complete uncertainty, that complete uncomfortableness? And it's almost that middle part, which is I've got no idea how this is going to play out, but I can't run. That's yeah. presence. And that's, yeah. where we, that's where we encourage um, people to start. And that's what I often get wrong, but sometimes I, I get closer to it. It makes sense and I'm sure we all get it wrong, you know, um, and the, I think the best of us get to wrong, get it wrong. Um, but I think I believe that by understanding your presence today in this moment, in this terrible moment that you're struggling with, it prepares you for the next one. Well, you, you, you hit, it, it will only determine the next one. It will only determine how the next moment's going to play out. How you deal with this moment will absolutely set you up. It's a beautiful uh, training thing. It's a beautiful experience that we've got to cultivate. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm seeing this as a beautiful training ground for us. Um, yeah. But, but, mate, I'll tell you right now. Within that, um, it's a roller coaster. It's an yeah. absolute roller coaster of depression, anxiety, fear, hope transmutation, transference, and the question becomes, are we open to that? Are we open, how much are we going to open ourselves up to that? That's yeah. really the key question. It's, it is. It's full on. It's, um, it really is full on. 
but I think, yeah, the, the practice of understanding and, you know, taking a breath, I think we mentioned that last in our last episode, you know, just stopping and taking a breath, taking the moment, uh, and that moment might last, might last a few days to just understand the, the, you know, the struggle that we're in at the moment today the struggle what how we're feeling how it's making us feel you know how external factors are impacting us because you know a lot of those external factors we can't really control there's yeah. you, know, you, you and i can't control yeah. the pandemic situation that we're currently in then there are a lot of other factors as well that we can't control so but actually sitting down and observing how we react in those situations and how we feel and you know even when the wool the the sort of rug gets um pulled from underneath us um, and we're angry and resentful and um, and there's this touch of imposter syndrome yep. there or not, maybe even more than a touch um, we have to really just I think there's a it's a real practice and an art form um, and it's something to be mastered really um, to just really just observe ourselves and how do, how are we behaving in this moment and just sort of step outside of ourselves and learn from that experience because it's going to have it's going to happen again it's going to happen again, Jim. That's yeah. right, isn't it? It will happen again. The rug's going to get pulled um, from underneath us time and time again. There'll be another crisis down the track. Um, so I think uh, it's all training, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's absolute training. Um, but, but there is a right way to train and a wrong way to train. Um, you know, you've, you've reminded me of Ray Dalio's principles. He's got f- phenomenal principles, you know, those principles for living life. I, I challenge some of those principles. Um, he talks about stark reality, deal with reality, like just deal with reality. There's some people that actually do that really well. For other people, I'll guarantee you, you ask them to deal with reality, they're going to run. They're going to say this is too much. Now, what we would, we would take a, a mindful um, lens on reality. The mindful lens on reality is, is something you're almost saying in this comp, this dialogue, which is deal with reality, but bring compassion into it. Mm. Yeah, because if I want to deal with stark reality, uh, wherever I start is where I end up. So if I start with in hardness, I won't get through that. If I start mm. with got to deal with reality, Jim, got to deal with reality, dude. I, I I'm going to break in, in four weeks if I keep reminding myself that. But the mindful uh, version of reality is. Man, it's okay. I'm really struggling right now, but I'm going to need a lot of compassion and empathy and vulnerability to get through this. That's a far more powerful lens on that transference, that transformation. That sort of because we can't do it with 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 hardness. We kind of got to. We've almost got to go opposite and say, "I've got to breathe. I've got to nurture myself. I've got to put a bit more love into into this environment because right now the world's really hard. So I can't go hard. I've got to go soft." Yeah, so true, so true. How does someone find um, that compassion? What are some ways of finding that empathy and compassion that you speak that you just mentioned? How do you seek it? How do you construct a um, a network uh, around you so it's there? What? Yeah, brilliant question. So, if I can't find compassion for anyone around me. I'll guarantee you won't find it for yourself. Now, the way to find compassion for people is just to notice when you're judging how people are behaving. Mm. So the more I, the more judgment I have in my world around, you know, uh, my colleagues, my friends, uh, the person in the community that I don't feel is behaving in an appropriate way, 
um, that just plays out the judgment I have for myself. So judgment is the opposite of compassion. So when I start to notice my judging behaviour, right, I start to notice what it looks like and I, I can challenge myself and say, well, uh, rather than judging that person, I don't have to like what they're doing, but I know at some level they're doing the best they can. But the more I judge them, the more I judge myself, the more I find compassion for people that I feel are behaving inappropriately, that's just going to come back at me. That compassion is going to completely come back at me. Yeah. So that's where it's often where it starts. So how you are in the world kind of always mirrors who you're being inside. And, and you, know, and I, you know, we all get caught, but if I don't have that awareness to say, well, who am I judging? Because wherever I'm judging is really just, uh, it's a mirror that comes up in my life and it's a lens that's come up in me. That doesn't mean you have to like how people behave or call out their behaviour. It just means it's a real challenge to get beyond your own judgments. Yeah. And that's a really beautiful lens into finding where your compassion sits. Yeah. So you, you've got to you got to give it to receive it. Yeah, man. It's just a yeah, and the, and the harder you are, the harder it's going to come back at you. Um, the more malleable you are, the more the, it's it's like an energetic sort of response. It just it psychologically just comes back at you. And it's a it's a the world's going to keep teaching you these lessons until you, you get it. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we all have those lessons and you know, the beautiful saying is the world isn't here to make you happy, the world's here to wake you up and make you grow. So these things just keep floating around until you realise, I don't want to do this anymore, so I want to start finding a bit more compassion for myself. Where do I find that? I find that within my community. I find that within my immediate circle and that's where the journey, that that real messy, hard, compassionate journey begins. And you reminded us before, this stuff is not easy, but it's a process. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. an inch by inch process. Yeah, you can't yeah. just expect to, to transmit this in one day. You've been living this way for two decades or three decades. It's just a, a patient, gradual iteration. But yeah. we may as well start training. Yeah. And speaking of which, you and I um, over the last couple of weeks um, have discussed um developing or moving on that training and helping um, as many, probably setting up a goal for ourselves in helping as many people as we can um, with, you know, we're doing a monthly check-in through our March 1st membership. So we've moved this podcast and a whole bunch of other things that I've been doing and you've been doing onto uh, at marchfirst.com.au and we've discussed setting up a monthly membership uh, where people can check in every month and really sort of do that training and we do it with them, you know, have these sort of really fearless conversations uh, one thing at a time, month to month, really checking in and developing our own, I guess, empathy, compassion, but also bringing all that together into our own leadership. So maybe we can talk about that. Yeah, look, it's, it's great, Jim, and, and um, it's, you've almost created a new metaphor for it. It's almost like a gym. We, we, we bring people together and we, it's not like you, you're going to CrossFit, you're just throwing weights around. People te- give you technique. You know, they give you some guidance and they give, they give you some um, methodology on how you might be able to um, handle some of these situations. And I think uh, we're naturally going to um, work on some of those techniques. We're naturally going to slowly open people up to what that could look like based on a lot of the work we've done. And But 
uh, something that you reminded me earlier also, it's it's going to be a beautiful space for people to just to open up and share and engage. And you and I aren't the, the lecturing type. Uh, you and I are really about how do we hold a, a really cool space where people connect and come together and they exchange and they share. And hopefully our role is to give that really beautiful, safe space for them to, to jump in and just to get a little bit of hope and, and a bit of rest so they can start to say, well, who am I and what do I now want to do and what could that look like? Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not sure how it will play out. I think nobody does, but um, I think the intent is really great. And, you know, even if it's you and I talking to one another and hearing our own voices <laughs> and echoes, you know, um, that'll be, that'll be interesting cool. itself. But, um, you know, uh, I guess the details are at marchfirst.com.au slash membership. Um, and we're doing a free session on the 17th of April, which is um, in a week oh, or so from, from today. Um, and we've got about 40-odd people um, coming into that, so that'll be really interesting. But I think, you know, having the opportunity to check in, um, in into a safe space, um, even if we're just listening or if we're contributing or asking a single question, um, yeah, it's something that we, 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 I guess, you and I can really cultivate, and I'm really looking forward to um, doing that and learning as I go as well as um, teaching where I can. Yeah, it's going to look. It's, I'm actually quite excited, Jim, and and uh, I, I love the fact that you reminded um, me that we're we're just going to let go and just um, you know allow these things to play out as as they do, as this conversation does in a really natural way with no real expectations. And uh, we really do feel that when we cultivate those, cool, you know, really cool conditions, that um, really cool stuff happens just naturally yeah. because you know people kind of they are themselves. They get to find their voice. They just get to tell us where they're at. Yeah. And if they and wherever they're at is, is actually okay. And that's a really I think we think that's a really beautiful space for people to come into. Yeah, I agree. And um, you know, I'm I'm constantly faced by people who um, you know, that kind of thing is not right for. And you know, they hold on to I guess, you know, you call it dogma or they call it sort of fixed mindset, uh, limiting beliefs. Um, and even, you know, I've I I've spoke to a number of um kind of CEO types over the last month or so uh, about purpose. And a lot of them have mentioned uh, purpose statements, right? And that just really rubs me up. Um, I I kind of (laughs) rubs me up the wrong way. I was going to say it rubs me up the wrong way, but it doesn't rub me up the wrong way, but it makes me sort of sit back and notice because I feel that a purpose statement is like is a dead end street. If all we're seeking is a statement that we can point to um, and shelve um, or put on the wall, um, I just feel that in itself is a limiting belief. So I think creating spaces where people can open up and discover purpose, uh, discover empathy and compassion and, and test their learning and their experience through it. And you know what? Change their minds six months down the track and say, you know, my purpose has changed or, you know, my level of empathy actually was, at, I thought it was high, but it was actually at ground zero. Um, and yeah, actually right. acknowledge the fact that there is transformation happening. That you know, I feel is purposeful. You yeah, know? right. You know, yeah. speaking to a lot of these uh, people over the last month or so about purpose, you know, I just feel purpose statements, uh, I don't feel that's where p- 
where purpose lives. What do you think about that? Um, so the, probably one of the most important things that we could open up in terms of that inquiry piece is absolutely to deep dive and say, let's put all the bullshit to one side and let's just make this purpose stuff real. Okay, where does it live? And and maybe there might be an opportunity for us to, to open up ways that we can introduce the simplicity of purpose, the, the purpose uh, that we need in this current environment to look after our elderly parents or our grandmother? What does that actually do to act or behave in a way that's uh, bigger than who you are and who I am? And and how do we make this so accessible to people? The purpose statement isn't accessible, but what's accessible is is the fact that I'm a little bit worried about my neighbour because no one's checked in on her. That's something yeah. bigger than me. Yeah, of but course. The, you know, the, 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 simple heart, the simple art of, of finding the daily purpose is almost where it starts. This, you know, let's let's ground it in the reality, and let's not make it that purpose statement, which I, I completely agree. It's romanticised, and it's just too hard for people to even grasp. Like, how the hell am I going to be purposeful life? Uh, I'm in a pandemic. I mean, what what the yeah. hell? Yeah, and I feel it's limiting. Like, you know, I just, I, I, you know, I'm guinea pig myself. You know, I can't, if I was going to sit here and trying to write a statement that captures my life's purpose, you know, um, that captures everything I do, like, it would take me a while and I would feel that I'm wasting time and energy because I'm not able to practice purpose, living purposefully and focus on, you know, my priorities, my children, my health or my health and my children, my family. Um, you know, I just feel I can, you could probably summarize it in a paragraph, but the idea of this purpose statement, it just takes people, organizations, executive teams, and I've seen it time and time again over the years. It takes them down this rabbit hole where they fizzle out, they get tired and they, everyone looks at themselves or they look at the CEO in the room and there's the look on their eyes says, fuck it, just choose one. And they settle for something and they move on instead of asking themselves the big questions of how are we going to be purposeful every single day? How are we going to define a North Star that we all work towards? Instead of trying to wordsmith a purpose statement, you know, for me, I just feel, I just feel that's a limiting belief. It's, um, it isn't abundant whatsoever. Yeah, look, you, you um you hit upon something which is uh, probably 90, 99% of what happens with purpose statements. Uh, th- there's a reason why that happens. And, and one of the, the fundamental reasons that uh, a purpose statement feels so vacuous and so up in the sky and, and so out there and so um, aspirational is that the people that are bringing them along in that journey uh, completely don't get it. And they actually haven't done their own work to keep purpose grounded, authentic, real, and simple. Um, so I can only take people as far as I've been. And so a lot of these purpose statements and, and mission statements and even vision statements are guided by people that really haven't in, even done any of their own work along the journey of integrity, vulnerability, compassion, authenticity. They actually haven't got their own shit together. So they're only going to take people as far as they've been. Yeah, so this. This stuff requires really grounded guidance, really mature, slow, wise, messy, um, upside down, sometimes right, sometimes wrong. But the beautiful patience that we're going to keep asking until we feel that people are, are getting a little bit closer than what feels more 
connected and, and feels more authentic for who they are, not who I am or you are. It's kind of like, where are you at? What's purpose like for you? How are you, how are you going to practice the simplicity of it on a daily basis? Uh, and I love the fact that you reminded us as soon as it becomes a statement and we haven't gone through that inquiry mm. that you reminded us, man, we're going to get lost. And, and it's, it's, the striving isn't going to work. Yeah, uh, the the wanting to do the purpose transaction ain't going to work either, mm. is it? It's like it's oh. it's where we started this podcast, which is let's start where we are right now. Mm. <laughs> agreed, agreed. So yeah. That's sort of, it's almost coming full circle back to that. Um, but you and I are having a, a, a present conversation. You and I have an authentic conversation, which is messy, mm. um, part good, uh, part you know a little bit uh, very non-linear. But uh, we didn't structure this um, conversation, did we? No, not at all. Yeah, allowed it to unfold. Yeah, of course, of course. And, you know, I think um, we could go on um, for a while, I think, talking about starting. So I think we spend we're probably an idea to spend the next week focusing in on this topic for our online discussion or our webinar next week and uh, really talk about or really try and learn from others but also share some learnings around ways to begin, ways to start on a you know really purposeful transformational journey from where we are today to you know a better leadership more empathic compassionate leadership position over time uh you know i'd be willing to go on that journey and i'm excited about that because that's the type of career i think i want i want to be able to grow as a leader i want to be able to teach what i know uh share what i know as well and help others grow as well so i think yeah i'm really excited about it yeah jim and you know maybe one sort of one thing to take away is uh you know what a what a beautiful rich dialogue could look like next week would be equal parts sharing but equal parts really learning and hearing and, and listening and allowing others to uh, come and tell us what their experiences are and I think that's where the really powerful uh, that really powerful collaborative piece um, can come alive and yeah, you and I are pretty grounded we're pretty humble about this and, and we're really open to really hearing about what others um, have got to share around their experiences because that's the richness of a, of, a, of a really powerful group of people when they come together. Yeah, great. Agreed. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Well, good discussion. Um, <laughs> really off the cuff, I'd like for the benefit of people listening to this podcast, Damien and I um, rarely, if ever, plan a podcast episode. It, I, we kind of feel, and I, I can see we're, we're obviously in isolation, so we're doing this on the video, and I can see you nodding, Damien. We rarely, if ever, plan these sessions, and I feel, and I think you'd agree, that it would probably go against the whole um, idea of a fearless conversation if it was scripted and planned. And it's also the whole reason why we aren't uh, an interview merry-go-round. We aren't bringing in a stranger each week and interviewing them because we're really kind of, I guess, really leaning into the idea of having ongoing, open-hearted, open-minded conversations with one another. And, you know, from time to time we might invite someone, but that's rare. Um, we might invite Reg back. I think he was. Yes, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's always great to have an open, open dialogue, an open-minded and open-hearted conversation. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, thanks, Jim, and, and thank you for, um, you know, for having that empathy, that presence, the awareness, because, um this is always a co-creation um, and it takes two people to, to sink into yeah. a level and hopefully we can give others that experience uh, even marginally if we can if we can provide that then that, that's going to be really cool awesome so awesome. what's up what's up this evening 
Look, uh, I'm on a 75-day no-drinking challenge, so I'm, I'm going to go get some uh, non-alcoholic beers right. and uh, enjoy them. So uh, okay. I'm going to cook some fish. So it's, it's a good Friday, so it's right. it's, uh, it's a bit of a ritual that we do. Yeah. yeah what, what about you? Well, I'm going to have a beer and, <laughs> and I won't eat fish, but um, I'll eat something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go and spend some time with my children. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I haven't seen them today, but I'll, I'll work yeah, it. That'll be, that'll be a, a time well spent. Yeah, cool, man. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Jim. Yeah, really cool. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. Fearless is produced by Jim Antonopoulos and Damien Carolla. Your questions, your insights, and your ideas will help us feed future episodes. Get in touch through all the usual channels.